Hey, what's up, folks? How in the hell are you guys doing? Y'all know my situation. I'm pretty much laid up, right? So, i just been kind of hanging out, doing my thing. Um, I watched the Alamo uh, yesterday, and it was really, really good. I'm talking about the 1960 rendition of the Alamo with uh, John Wayne, right? Not 20 minutes into this film, John Wayne delivers a moving monologue on the word Republic. He talks about how this word moves men's hearts, all in the background of a massive bar brawl. We learn almost immediately that the cause of this fledgling republic was taken up by many people of many a nation, and of course, many citizens of the other states proper of the Union, right? It's also made almost immediately clear that this was to be a lost cause in order to buy time for the larger cause, okay? These men knew the odds. 7,000 soldiers against a mix of mostly soldiers, but plenty of civilian soldiers. For me, or someone like me, it just immediately grabbed my attention, and I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It wasn't my first watch, but the first time I've seen it in a long, long time. I think I saw it as a kid, you know, and I was just bored. Um, today, I find the extremely flattering material, compared to anything today, and much of the contemporary films of the time, you know, the Alamo is patriotic, man. It promotes the white importance to the Mexican and Indian people that hated Santa Ana the same as Bowie and Crockett. In the first act, so to speak, Crockett, John Wayne, protects a Mexican female and forces her, quote, coyote, that's the way I see him, to pay up a tip to a colored kid who earned it. It seems Davy didn't see race, but he sure saw injustice and wouldn't stand for any of it. Not a bit. This was, or this has to be a bit of, of like a love interest, right? Even if short-lived, this movies need a love interest. Not likely historical, but pro-American. Just not seen today. A strong white man humiliates, disarms, and offers to protect this poor lady free of charge? He's clearly offended when she questions his motives. She asks, what if I was old? In the end, she cuts him some slack, but you could see he was hurt by the way she attached motives to him that were unfair. See, um, it's just maybe just how good of an actor John Wayne was. Um, when she says, you're only doing this because I'm pretty and you're far from home. And, uh, you know, then she says, you know, I believe you would protect a 60-year-old too. And he just kind of says, whatever, lady. Uh, yeah, um, you have to be so indoctrinated and used to seeing pure hatred for you and yours dressed up as an entertaining story. Otherwise, these rather insignificant details would mean nothing to you. As it is, they jump out at me in a visceral way. When you watch any recent war movie, do you ever come away feeling patriotic? Even when the U.S. is shown in the most unrealistically good light, like Black Hawk Down, didn't, that didn't make me feel proud. Just sorry for the, my poor fellow countrymen that were, felt, that, that were left in a fucking hellhole for two or three days while the most expensive fighting force ever assembled on this earth just couldn't get them help. They had skinnies with AKs and no radar, night vision, or anything more powerful than a shoulder-fired rocket. And these men bled and died just because to offer them the full protection of the military would be to, quote, blow the mission, unquote. 
Quote, peacekeeping is the mission, and the scene in that dump of a city, Mogadishu, was one of full-blown war, not cool in secret operations, right? Even Saving Private Ryan, right? I'm not entirely sure what fucking Spielberg's point was with this. He wanted us to know there was at least one Jewish infantryman on D-Day. Well, I know of one personally, right? My stepdad's grandfather was there on D-Day. Not D plus one, but on the day and at Omaha Beach, if memory serves. I've spoken positively on this man before. I found him to be a perfect New York Jew. One that gave me my first sipping scotch. Treated me better than his grandson by far. Just a good man. And one that has earned my respect. His grandson? Oh, he's just a terrible Jew. <laughs> Back to the film. In fact, we the audience fall for this wise-talking, street-tough New York Jew from Saving Private Ryan. Um, my personal hero in that movie is the sniper, right? It equates his skill and, and weaponry with providence offered by the Almighty himself. I love the final scene for him. He's taking realistic shots, missing some and nailing most, and reciting Bible verses as he goes. Another Easter egg of sorts is the implicit Christian character of the people in the Alamo. Diverse in skin they were, but in faith they were a monoculture. Crockett, Wayne, Quack, Crock, Davy Crockett, played by Wayne, walks his rescued concubine, she was a concubine, he rescued her, through the prairie and gives a stirring monologue on the emptiness that all of his past exploits had failed to fill, you know, killing Indians and bears and shit. He sends this pretty love interest to safety and charges her to dictate in English and Spanish the cause of the Texicans. He says that this is his life's purpose now and that it's the purpose of all mankind. Freedom to act, speak, and do as one pleases. The movie gives us a glimpse into the psyche of the Texan and their source of state pride. The once-elected senator, Crockett, played by Wayne, <clears throat> was plainly and inescapably unimpressed with the government. They allude to his, quote, service having negative impacts on all of his nature. Even his fondness of the ladies is questioned due to the corruption of D.C. They, his men, saw his love interest as the old Davy and not the ex-congressman. This is a veiled admission that the ruling elite are all fucking queers, $3 bills. I remind you, the release date on this film is 1960. Okay. For those who might be interested, say some are thinking this was made by white Americans, well, it appears the story was written by a Gentile, then bought, shot, and sold by Jews. Even the cast, well, Wayne is the only Gentile, only white Gentile, that is, this movie began the decade that ended with Rosemary's Baby. This movie stands in stark contrast to the most wholesome crap that they force into the market today. This movie is 100% Americana, perhaps the last of its kind. Certainly, it was a safety blanket for the World War II generation to hold on to while their country was being taken away by a foreign power through a culture war that they were losing. <clears throat> the info on this film really harps on the authenticity of it. 
The whole thing was shot in Texas, a few miles from the actual mission or fort itself. It's the American story of the Spartans, man. This is, yeah, this is our hot gates, right? These 200 were our 300. And unlike the Greek telling, <clears throat> the only soldiers were the 200, not 3,000 farmers plus 300 bad badasses, right? So, yeah, the, 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 the famous 300 had around 3,000, you know, other, other Greeks with them. That, but, you know, they just weren't fucking badass fucking killers like, like the Spartans. <clears throat> um, yeah, these soldiers were just alone. It was about 200. Um, and, you know, yeah. And of course, we aren't getting new tellings of this holy American point of pride. Why not, dude? We should get Alamo movies every every year. Every year, we could use a new Alamo movie. We do not need a new freaking uh, Marvel movie every year. I am so sick of these stupid movies. I don't watch them. I'm just sick of them in general. I'm sick of, sick of watching grown-up men fucking watch these stupid fucking childish films. But whatever. Um, we get uh, homoerotic cartoon violence that just repeats itself for two hours. Yeah, that's what the movie 300 is. That's the most godforsaken fucking homo-fucking-erotic homo bullshit I've ever seen, dude. A bunch of fucking... I, what are they, they're all wearing, like, Speedos. Um, just ripped up, like bodybuilders and uh it's just it's so fucking like stylized that really i just don't like the movie <clears throat> i know a lot of guys do but dude think about it what are you watching you know it's pretty fucking like homo erotic and weird the whole thing is weird xerxes is like nine feet fucking tall some sort of ugly god and the jews would portray him that way since they loved persia and didn't much care for the greeks okay if you know anything about history you know if you know anything about the bible you know that the, the persians were the you know the saviors of the jews right they, they got they got them out of fucking uh babylon i think um so, yeah, they, these same people that love Persia and hate Greek, you know, that just happens to be, like, the birthplace of Western civilization, um, they get to tell us our stories about our heroes, and they paint them up like fucking queers. Anyways, <clears throat> the Jews don't see Darius or Xerxes as despots, but liberators. Why should they tell one of the founding legends of Western civilization? Did they have such insane physique? All of them? Not likely. The hoplite fighting style was just unstoppable, given the proper conditions. Something like a skinny pass is the ultimate weapon for an inferior fighting force, especially one with unlimited discipline. A wall of shield, spear, and sword is a wall worth avoiding, and that's what the Persians did, with the help of a traitor. Now, they don't mention much about this traitor, but was he Jewish? Was he happy to see Greece get hurt if it made them closer to power and money? Hmm? Another brilliant use of this narrow pass method was used against England. The battle at Stirling, Bri Stirling Bridge was totally changed for the movie Braveheart. I like, I like Mel Gibson. I really do. I like Mel Gibson and still watch his stuff. 
The total rewriting of the battle that won the war is a bummer. I, I wish he would have stuck to a more realistic portrayal. That was a brilliant tactical victory, and they played it up as a matter of high morale, stirring speeches, and cries for freedom. Tamp it down a bit, Mel. The story is good enough without you. <clears throat> Either way, I prefer my heroes in the John Wayne era over this day's disgusting anti-heroes. To be an anti-hero, you have to be heroic. An average or even a bit criminal to start adopts a cause bigger than himself and dedicates his life to said cause, usually culminating in the unlikely and least dependable character saving the day by exchanging his life for victory. Think like Independence Day, Armageddon, and, I don't know, thousands of others. We like to see the ordinary do the extraordinary, for nothing but principles. That's movie magic. We're all ordinary, so we all dream to be, right? Another thing I'll say about the film is the relationship between the three leaders. Travis had the army, Crockett had his men, and Bowie had his. Crockett and Bowie both held military ranks, but lived civilian lives. Both had the full faith and trust of their men. Both were adamant about giving their men the full truth of the odds set against them. Travis believed that the men, if made aware of the force against them, would surely desert. This was offensive to the volunteers that chose the cause of the Texans and did so without coercion or any more than a chance at glory and to fight tyranny. This difference in attitude and respect comes to a head. The last hope for reinforcements is dashed by the news of their destruction by Mexican forces. At this moment, the civilian leaders waver. <clears throat> is this worth their men? All of them? They decide it is not. Then upon hearing that Travis was going to stay to the end, and he wouldn't think anyone a coward for leaving, the anti-heroes come into their own. The famous line in the sand is drawn, and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> as we move through the first waves of attack and retreat, we get to hear the words of the commander that's benefiting from this blood sacrifice being made. He tells his officers of the desperate situation that the Alamo was under. He pleads with them to never forget. Hopefully Texas never forgets. Well, native Texans may have more pride and knowledge of the superhuman nature of this military loss, but so too does this nation. All Americans love and remember the Alamo. What's more, we remember the men, Crockett, Bowie, and Travis. True American heroes. Are you people really ready to surrender this to BLM, Antifa, and the rest of these commie pukes? If you've got kids, get them watching old movies and see how much better they are than their counterparts stuck watching whatever illuminates their screens. When Americans watched Leave It to Beaver, America was Leave It to Beaver. Garbage in, garbage out. Either dump the screens altogether or give your kids what you think is wholesome, what you think is positive, you know, things that you actually believe in, support, and want your youngster to do the same. If you would like to see a change in your kids' outputs, change their inputs. Nobody, nobody could grow up on John Wayne movies and hate America. It's just not, not possible. It's hard not to hate America when it's pushing anti-God, anti-science, and anti-nature in every message or medium they have. 
get back to the oldies, man. Same with music. Just play some Sam Cooke and then anything blacks sing now. The difference is like whiplash. They go from romance and treating women like queens to be pampered and protected. Then they go to calling them all whores, promoting pimping, and generally degrading women, and mainly black women at that. <clears throat> I like the Drifters, Smokey Robinson, Sam Cooke, etc. I love all that stuff, man. But I hate today's pop music. And the rap is so childish in their lyrics and so offensive. It's it's just, it's it's uh, it's impossible to bear. This shit's so repetitive, offensive. It's and it's absolutely satanic. <clears throat> so the the flip. I mean, yeah, white music has gone through a bad changes as well, no doubt about that. But to see how black men spoke to their females in the fifties and early sixties compared to today is a shock to the senses. I'm an ex-metal head myself, okay? So, I loved Slayer, Cradle of Filth, and plenty more. Now I can't listen to them either. I find myself listening to a lot of new and independent artists and oldies. Sure, I still like to jam to some Iron Maiden or Pantera, but I know I shouldn't. I know that harmony matters, frequency matters, and subliminal messaging is a fact of life. I still love classical, quite patriotic rap, and some older country. If I'm honest, I still play some old favorites just because. Music is powerful, just as powerful as a movie, but we give them far less scrutiny for harmful content. Uh, God bless Texas, God bless these United States of America. <clears throat> I suggest y'all get out there, dude. Watch the Alamo, man, and take consideration of the fact that this wonderful movie came out in 1960, and by the end of the 60s, they were giving you Rosemary's Baby, okay? So we went from absolutely 100%, you know, pro-American, pro-freedom, pro-liberty, loving the Bill of Rights, to um, birthing the Antichrist within a decade, folks. A lot of rules for Hollywood got dropped around this time. There was strict rules on what was considered obscene and what could be shown in movies and TV. And a lot of these things were lifted in the 60s. And that's why you saw this explosion in nudity and violence in movies in the 1960s. Okay, This movie, The Alamo, a movie in which, I don't know, everybody dies? Or at least all the good guys... Um, there's no blood, no blood, dude. So they could, they can tell compelling stories without showing you graphic, horrifying violence that actually leaves you with a fucking like form of PTSD because human beings aren't built to just take, uh, just like, yeah, just, um, shocking, tragic, like, yeah, we're just not built to handle that kind of material over and over and over again. This idea that you can watch violent material, play violent video games, listen to violent music, and have it not affect you is utter bullshit. And it's just coming from an anarchist, a libertarian, somebody that believes in absolute free speech, 
I believe the, the only arbiter of speech should be the marketplace, okay? If it, you know, the, it should be a free marketplace of ideas. But if your ideas are so obscene that the market doesn't want them, then they should be fucking taken away from, you know, or suffer the consequences of promoting ideas that are so offensive that the general public uh, will remove you if you espouse them. So, the, the, yeah, the Alamo is a perfect example of what um, Hollywood was in 1960. And you can just uh, go ahead and click on any old channel on your television to, to, to compare it to what's going on today. Um, I also watched The Patriot by Melba Gibson yesterday, too. Uh, that movie gets me every time, man. That's a tearjerker. Just, oh, fuck, man. I love that movie. Um, another another great movie. It had to come from Mel Gibson, right? Can you imagine a Jew writing The Patriot? I sure can't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's the deal. And um, I really am trying to get you guys, um, you know, links and deals to things that, that are... That are good for you guys, right? I'm trying to think about like what 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 I would want most because that seems to be my listeners are like doppelgangers of myself. Um, any feedback on this, guys, would be a great help. Um, I have access to some things and I can get you some deals on some things. Um, I'm just I'm kind of, I'm kind of at a loss. Um, I feel that marketing. I've got like brain overload on it. I've got all the information I need. I just don't really know. Um, a product selection is really hard, you know, what, what do you guys want, what do you need, what do you need most, you know, um, I think most of y'all need, like, a second source of income, right, um, I'm gonna be straight up with you guys, I've never been able to make affiliate marketing work without having somebody take me by the hand and actually show me, um, regardless of how many courses I've taken and stuff, um, or how many books I've read and stuff, until I, I dropped some coin on a course that actually put things in, you know, order for me, I could not make sense of it. And I've been, I had been trying for years and years and years to no avail. And now I'm finally, finally starting to see some sales on the affiliate marketing. And, um, so I'm just putting that out there. Um, uh, the one under this one would be, um, it's just a guide to better shooting, dude. We can all use better shooting techniques, and there's no reason to burn up ammo. Most of your shooting um, uh, practicing can be done with dry fire, right? Get yourself some dummy rounds and stuff, and so you know, so you can practice uh, resetting the trigger, you know, um, you know, and, and do all these things, but most practices with you, that you do with your pistol are you do with you dry firing, you know, we're talking about uh, lessons on, you know, pulling your weapon, you know, clearing a chain, you know, a stovepipe around that doesn't clear the, the chamber, you know, <clears throat> dropping a mag, and, you know, these are all things that come second nature to the police, the police are taught these things right away, okay, you need to have the instincts just like my brother does. Um, they're, the, they're the difference between life and death. And you don't learn these skills at the range. You learn them using dry fire techniques. Okay, guys? So, I don't know. I'm dropping links, you know. 
I'm not putting anything out that I think is a scam. I would never, ever, ever offer you guys a scam. Okay, I know these health health supplements. I know they work for fact. <clears throat> and I know we all need help in our shooting because we just don't get enough practice. Okay, it's just a, it's just a fact. Even cops after they get out of the uh, academy. They, they 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 don't their their practice pretty much and then unless they're gun enthusiasts and like to go target shooting, which I mean I think a lot of them are but they I don't think they're um, expected to like keep their training up, um, you know, and yeah, um, but I think I'm getting away from my point. Check out the Alamo, check out the affiliate links and let me know. You know, what do you guys want? What do you guys need? And how can I better serve you guys? You, you know, it's for you guys. I mean, I don't give a fuck about these companies. You know, I want to get things into your guys' hands that you need that can make your lives easier and better. All right? I think to me, that means crypto. That means learning things. I'm trying to get my hands on the that book of old remedies. And if I can get my hands on the rights to... uh to market that, I will be doing that. Um, it seems like a fantastic resource. One I wish I could just write myself, but I don't have the knowledge or time. Um, but that is the type of thing that I really do believe in, guys. Um, a hard copy of book, you know, a real hard copy of old school medicinal medicines and foods and just techniques for trapping and living in a time before all of this wonderful civilization that might be taken away from us. Anyways, I think, but you, can, you guys can all do this yourselves, right? Um, you can find all this information on the net right now. You can be downloading it, you can be making files, and you can be printing them out, okay? I'm just saying that there's books out there that have this all collated in fucking chapter form and easily accessible, my fear is that we are going to need them, guys. That's And that's just being more and more confirmed every day. Um, this world is not getting better. It's only getting worse. Um, maybe it has to get worse before it gets better. I thought that for a long time. I just didn't think it would have to get this bad. And apparently we're not there yet. So, buckle in, boys and girls. And... Let's be more like fucking Davy Crockett and Dan, uh, Jim Bowie, dude. These men were fucking larger than life. Larger than life, dude. So don't tell me to fucking worship no George Floyd, some fucking pimp that fucking robbed a pregnant woman and sells a fucking fentanyl. No, 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 no. My heroes are fucking Davy Crockett. <clears throat> <sighs> Thomas Jefferson, hands down. Bowie, Travis. I, I, hell, I'm a big, 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 big fan of, of uh, John Adams. <laughs> One of the most, probably the least fun dude to hang out with in history. <laughs> but, man, I, I, read, I read a book a while back of the... Um, the correspondence between John and Abigail Adams. Um, I just, I fell in love with this man and his wife. They, they, were, they were just such, such wonderful people. So much better than anybody we have for leaders today. That it's just insane. 
John Adams may may have been a bore at a party, but he, he would he would what he wouldn't do is force you to be like him. You know, he might want some distance between y'all, but he wouldn't force his beliefs on you. That's the difference between our elites and the elites of the uh, the founding of this country. The great, the great elites that we had at that time. You know, there's always going to be an elite class and there's always going to be an underclass. And there's, it's just going to be the way it is. It's the way it always has been. There will never be such thing as equality of fucking outcomes. Not in any kind of world you want to live in. Trust me on that. Um, but we can have equality before the law. You know, we can have equality, you know, monetarily. You know, a dollar to me is a dollar to you. But we will never have equality of outcomes. Never. No, no, no. Not so long as there's any freedom in this world, there will never be equality of outcomes. We can only ask for equality in, you know, in the law, you know, to be treated the same in the law. And in that respect, we're way, we're way over the line, dude. Do you feel like billionaires are given the same fucking treatment you are? I sure as fuck don't. Jesus Christ, man. Jeffrey Epstein was caught up years before he fucking did his real bid. And he got like 18 months probation for fucking little girls, dude. So, I've had it. There's no such thing as justice in this country anymore. Because we've lost sight of the real heroes, the real men, and the real principles that built this country. And we've given them all up to these fucking fads, these fashionable loser causes. And I've fucking had it. Back to basics. Take care.